Oh my word, I am so excited for our next guest, Dr. Terry Tillert. He has so much passion, so much information, so much knowledge to share with us. He has a PhD in natural medicine. He has his master's in Chinese medicine. And he is so passionate about sharing clean eating, Chinese medicine, chemical-free living, and fixing our health issues by dialing down to the root causes. He is a nationally known speaker. He did a seminar called Cancer, The Fear Ends Here with a North American tour going all over Canada and the United States. He is an expert on cancer and he has a very real personal story on what led him into that. You'll hear a, just a minute a, a bit of that. He is also a faculty member and board advisor for the Institute of Energy Wellness. You guys are just going to be blown away. He has uh, so much energy, so much passion. You're going to hear us bounce around because of the way both of us think and dialing into so many different areas. And you will also hear from him. When we talk about cancer, I wanted to get from him his advice on how you know, we know that chemotherapy and radiation is bad for us, but what can we do instead? And you'll get that from them. So make sure you tune in today. Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. And welcome today. I'm so excited to be bringing my guest, uh, Dr. Terry Tiller. Terry, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Oh, I'm excited to be here, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. This is fun. You bet. Now, let me tell you, I was absolutely blown away when I was doing my research on um, Dr. Tillard in what in the world we were even going to talk about today. Because when I say this guy does research and he knows his stuff, I am not exaggerating. You want to tell us how many hours or can you even calculate <laughs> how much studying you've done? Um, yeah, that's a really tough question to answer, but it's, it's tens and tens of thousands of hours. And, you know, you know, I've gone through, uh, hundreds of thousands of research studies and cause I think, I think evidence is important. I think the data is valuable. I mean, there's so much misinformation out there and that's all by design. You know, the, the CIA, uh, Heads of CIA have gone out publicly and stated quotes like their goal is to make sure that everything the American public believes is false. And then you've got big industries like the pharmaceutical uh, companies. They all hire the same spin marketing agencies that big tobacco used to use. Right. And they admit, they admit every year in their annual uh, reports that confusion is their product. And so that's why this week you hear beans are good for you. Next week you hear beans are bad for you. And this week omega-3s are good for you. And this next week they're bad for you. And, and this, this list never ends. And the only way to sort through that is to read lots and lots of research so you can get to the bottom of where the balance of the best evidence is and find out who's really lying and who's telling the truth because we know that big industry does fund studies. Well, in that, in that um, 
I can go a couple different directions just in Any what way you, you just want said. To. But um, number one is for the lay person like me, that it is so mind boggling when you go out there and you start trying to do research, because honestly, you can find studies that are going to support the pros and are going to support the cons. And so how did you differentiate and get to the bottom of those studies so you know what you're reading and what you're studying is the truth? Well, it's not always easy. I mean, some things are very, very easy. Just once you go look at the research, you know, people don't want to hear this. It's the hot potato. But I don't know why it's a hot potato, because it's a black and white thing. Like if I wanted to go look up, name almost any health topic, we can find some pros and cons study. But when you go and look up vaccines, for example, you can find over 700 negative studies and zero positive studies. There are no positive studies in existence anywhere. And so if you want to be a scientist, you've got to say, what's the ba- balance of the best available evidence? It's 700 to zero. It's a pretty clear and black and white answer. But we have other subjects where it's not so easy. The, mu- the water is muddy. And right. you're really, you've got to dig in um, more than the surface you know, view to really get to the conclusion. So we've all been confused about things over the years. So coconut oil, huge industry, big business. Uh, over the years, in the beginning, I had bought into some of these studies. They seemed really intriguing. Oh, my God, look at all these benefits of this coconut oil. You know, maybe, maybe we all need to be incorporating some of this stuff. Right. And, of course, as you look closer and find out that it's a massive industry, you find out that that's, that's not true, which is ironic because in the beginning when I hear that coconut oil is so great for you, my spidey senses are going off. Right. You know, a bottled oil is a processed food by definition. So part of me says, really, is a processed food something that we need in our diet? Where would they find that in nature? What other species are consuming this? You know, what else is going on? Why does the oil not die in the bottle? And, and you can, you cascade <laughs> along the way and then you start, you, you think about it and then you go look closer and closer at the research and more and more research comes out and says, wait a second, you know those claims that you heard a few years ago? Those are not true at all. We can't replicate any of that. That's all bogus. And you're like, ah, Clarity well, eventually comes. And we hear that, and that happens time and time. And anybody who's lived a number of years knows this. We have, you know, keto's the fad diet right now. But, you, you know, I read your research shows this is just really not good for our bodies. Um, intermittent fasting is another thing that people are really big into, you know, right now. And in 10 years, is the research going to show us that these, well, maybe this wasn't so good, right? Oh, I mean, it's horrible. The research is very clear already. I mean, the only positive studies coming out, they're using all these sleights of hand to confuse people. And, you and you know, like, for example, I, I use this great example. There was a documentary on Netflix called What the Health. I think it was. Okay. No, 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 not What the Health. Sorry. That was a good one. There was one called The Magic Pill or something. I think it was called The Magic Pill. That's the, sorry, I was thinking about the wrong documentary. There was one called The Magic Pill, and it was all trying to put this ketogenic diet in this wonderful light. And in the beginning, everyone's celebrating. Everything seems great. And they're saying, look, this person's eating this way and they're getting better. And this person's getting better. Well, as the film progresses, if you're paying close attention, the only people they chose to be in the film were people who are on on the all Twinkie diet, literally. Um, Like they made a stir fry at one point in time and they said, well, what do you think of it? This tastes pretty good. I've never eaten one in my entire life. I've never made one in my entire life. I don't even eat vegetables. I don't eat fruit. I don't eat stir fries. I don't home cook. All I eat is, and then they took this child where that was on a 100% goldfish diet, the little boxes of goldfish 
can her health is getting better oh really <laughs> you mean you got her off of the all 100 percent processed food and their health improved a little like that doesn't make ergo the diet is good for you like that's just completely deeply flawed logic but it highlights exactly where any pro keto study you think you read or saw or came across comes from that's the kind of sleight of hand that they do you know so People say, well, this person got off of Diet Coke and, and Twinkie. And listen, are you going to get health improvements from A, the exclusion of all of these really toxic processed foods? Yes, but anybody would get improvements. If right. They did that. right. No, one's, no one's comparing someone on the keto diet to someone who's eating fruits and vegetables. That's never happening because that's going to end real ugly for, right. their, for their BS story. Right? So, so Terry, uh, let me ask you then... Um, because we were talking about studying and that is what led us down, down here, sure. which is great. This is how we work. Um, how do you find who's funding the study that you're reading? Because in my opinion, um, that's going to give you at least a little bit of bearance on the validity of that study. Would that be a fair statement? It's a very fair statement, and sometimes it's easy to find, and sometimes it's not, right? Okay. So you can go to the bottom of a PubMed study, and it should list conflicts of interest down at the bottom. Uh, and sometimes those are properly disclosed, and sometimes they're not. And sometimes there's a, there's a backdoor way of compensating researchers sometimes also. you know. So, But that's always the first place to look. So at the bottom of the study, it should highlight some kind of conflicts of interest if people are really going to look for it. Okay, um, and, and you're looking for these studies on pubmed.org, O-R-G? Uh, I always just go to Google. When I'm, when I'm going, either, I, I put PubMed. I type in PubMed and it comes up and then I go and then I research. Yep. It's either pubmed.org or pubmed.gov. I can't remember yeah. which one it is. Uh, specifically, I'm like you. It's it's saved in my, my search Yeah, button. that's the thing. I always pull it up so so readily okay. all the time. I just don't check if it's I know if it's .com or whatever, but because it's, it's easy to find right. if you're looking. And right. PubMed is the and and here's the irony. You know, when people want to argue about this, that, or the other, you know, a friend, uh, I'll give you an example, tried to argue about vaccines as the hot potato subject. And, <laughs> and I said, I said, okay, well, you know, what, stu which studies on PubMed did you read that, that convinced you that these were good? Cause I didn't find them. I'll, would you send them to me? I'd love to see them. Right. And of PubMed, what's this PubMed about? But yeah, oh, my doctor, my uncle's an MD. I'll, I, he's like, what's PubMed anyway? I'm like, listen, if you don't know what PubMed is, should you really be having this conversation? Is my first. I said, well, why don't you call your uncle and ask him if PubMed's the real deal? I said, listen, ask him one question. Is PubMed the best repository for science or not? Albeit imperfect. Is it mm -hmm. or is it not? He says, Oh, yeah, PubMed's the real thing. His uncle, he texts his uncle. Uncle responds right away. Yeah, PubMed's the real thing for sure. Yeah, it's the best place for science there is. Why? <laughs> He's like, I said, good. Well, why don't you get on there and run some searches? Because you're going to find the answer. Right. Know, I like to joke that you can't spend 15 minutes on PubMed searching, looking at vaccines and leave pro-vaccine. It only takes about 10 to 15 minutes for anyone to leave because the, the conclusions are staring you in the face. It's so obvious. And I'm not trying to make this discussion only about vaccines. It's just an example. 
because you mentioned conflicts of interest and made me go back to the vaccines. What most people don't know is the CDC themselves have, have over 50 patents on vaccines, right? So you want to know conflicts of interest. <laughs> well, okay, we're going vaccines, so let's go no, down we, this rabbit hole. We don't let's, have to. Let's dive in because not only do uh, the pharmaceutical companies, I believe, own the CDC and the approval process of getting them out there, but they also have, you know, they cannot be sued for malpractice. The, the pharmaceutical companies are protected by the vaccination courts. What other industry has that? <laughs> right. Th that should be a, a, at least a light going off to say something's not right here. No, I mean, it should be so obvious how <laughs> the only one industry that's completely exempt from everything and no one's asking any questions. But, you know, it's interesting. Like, I, I've been doing this series on social media right now um, on showing how much they brag on PubMed, study after study after study over mo many, many decades. The conversation started in the 1930s, how they were proud of and researching ways to sterilize humans through the use of vaccination programs. And I'm posting study after study after study after study just to highlight to hope that it sinks in for people. And, you know, and it says, well, we're told the vaccines are great for the immune system. You know, and the study I actually posted this morning said, oh, we know that if we give this stuff to sterilize people, that it destroys the Im immune system's ability to serve to surveillance for tumors. Like, hmm, wait a second. And you, and you just go layer after layer after layer. And the more you look at it objectively and turn the emotions off, you can only arrive at one conclusion that they are the greatest customer creation strategy for anyone seeking to profit from the medical industry. Right. And and you can't and, and then outside of that, then there's a whole other layer where they're very proud of their eugenics agenda. That's why they're that's why you can find anti-fertility vaccine studies all over the place. That's exactly what they're, they're bragging. If we try this and we do this and we do that, this will work. You know, we're close. We're close to making it 100 percent irreversible. That's uh, you. So it's not, it's not like, oh, what a conspiracy theory. No, it's on there. You ask any MD, any researcher, anybody that PubMed is the best repository for science. It's all there in black and white, but we don't read it. So. And but what's more interesting and, and you know, you talk about and I, I'm going to jot down a note here to come back to creating um, customers for life. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It, you know, because there's other things and there's another topic that we're going to get into that I believe we're creating customers for life. Um, and that's cancer with the only treatment offered is chemotherapy and radiation. In um, just my limited research that I have done, I found that that does not kill the cancer cells that... Um, it, it, and it, and what happens is you might go into remission, but then it's going to come back bigger, better, and stronger than it was before. Oh, a hundred percent. Would you like me to? I can elaborate if you'd like. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a well-documented fact, and they've known this for a very, very long time that chemo causes cancer cells to grow a hundred times faster. Uh, a couple of new research studies, I think it was 2015, came out showing that radiation causes cancer stem cells to grow 30 times faster. Well, so what do they want women to do? They want you to go get a mammogram, <laughs> which does, you know, which creates future customers. It's been shown repeatedly in research that every cumulative um, 
mammogram that you get, your risk continues to go up. So you basically just get mammograms until you're a customer. That's what it's there in place for. Let me ask you real quick. I don't mean to, to stop no, the train of thought and we'll go there. Um, I just attended a class on thermography. Yay. Um, testing. Yes. So I'm looking for somebody here in the areas I, I live in. Arizona and Iowa um, to get that done because what I found, if we're talking about mammography and, and breast cancer, I'm a woman, that's something that we have concerns with, that um, uh, thermography can actually detect any kind of growth and tumor growth. What are they saying? Like seven years ahead of a, a mammogram even being able to see it? Yeah, I think a lot of the estimates are closer to 10 years. So it's a long time, whatever that is. Um, and then you you have so many more options available to you. And of course, because we all know that the earlier you detect something, the better. Right. Which right. is the BS story they sell to the public that mammograms are about early detection. Of course, that's the only conversation point they ever have about prevention. <laughs> it's, you know, that early detection is the only prevention. Really? How about eating fruits and vegetables and living a chemical-free lifestyle? You guys just forgot to mention that. <laughs> like, well, um, I mean, I talk extensively about endocrine disruptors because as women, especially, we are putting, you know, shampoo and conditioner and face wash and moisturizer and makeup and deodorant and body lotion and body wash and I mean, I haven't even gotten out of the shower hardly, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've just exposed myself to how many hundreds of chemicals that are disrupting the hormones in my body. Yeah, I think it's been said that the average woman is putting over 650 chemicals on her body alone in a day. And I th actually, I think the most of them are doing that just on their face. And we haven't even touched on the rest of the body. We're not talking about implants. We're not talking about piercings. We're not talking about Botox. We're not talking about pharmaceuticals recommended, but, you know, doctor prescribed pharmaceuticals. We're not talking about over-the-counter pharmaceuticals. We're not talking about BPA lining in the cans and on and on. What's and we're coming in our water sources. What, and, you know, <laughs> right. And we expect no problems from any of it is the irony, right? What could possibly well, go wrong? <laughs> okay, so so we know, I, I, you know, um, the vast majority of the population knows, okay, there's so much stuff that is bad for us and we get it. Uh, well, maybe we get it. You know, there's a lot of us that we, we still want to stick our head in the sand and say, well, my doctor knows best. What do you say to the person who, you know, we're talking about chemotherapy and, and radiation being bad for you, that it's actually multiplying and speeding up the increase of cancers. What do you say to the person who goes through this kind of treatment and then is being told your cancer is in remission? The, the growth has stopped, it, it, you know, how do you counterbalance, but look at this. Well, remission is a BS term that we don't really use in, in the natural health world, whatever, okay. however you want to term that, because you either solve the root causes or you didn't. Okay. You know, um, cancer is a disease, dis-ease um, of poor lifestyle. It is a lifestyle disease. This is, this is nothing random about it. There's nothing genetic about it. It has nothing to do with any of it. This is a lifestyle disease. And so you create this internal environment, the, the picture of the fluids around the cells and stuff like that. And there's, there's lots of complex chemistry in there, but it's that internal environment that's, that the cells live in that allow, to, that allow the cancer cells genes to turn on or turn off. And if you've dealt with the root causes and they're always always 
multifactorial. It's not just a one thing ever, which everyone's, it's the one thing. That vaccine caused my cancer. No, it, it <laughs> surely contributed to it, but that's not the only thing. Right. I got cancer because I got this breast implants. No, you surely contributed to it, but it's not the only reason why you got it. Right. And right. there's so many layers to this onion, but when we deal with the root causes, we don't have to worry about it coming back. There's no need to use the terms remission. And, and, and so that's, that's a part of their game is using imaging scans. Like they, imaging scans are, you know, very, very limited at best. Even, even great imaging scans like thermography have very real limitations because you're only looking at the lumps and bumps in that, at that point in time. Okay. And the lump and bump is the symptom of cancer. It's not really the cancer per se. And we know that detection, detection on these scans could take years. So, you know, below the surface, you might have this, these, you know, rogue cells, if you want to call them that, multiplying and multiplying and multiplying for 10 years before the scan picks it up. And okay. then they say, well, you're in remission. Well, based on what? Based on what? The CT scans? Well, if you get, if you get two CT scans, it's the equivalent of the radiation of a Hiroshima bomb. So guess what they have people who have cancer doing? They say, you better come back for some, for some more scans. You got to keep coming back for some more scans. You got to keep coming back for some more scans. And then if there was, you know, let's say the, the chemo and radiation got it all, because they always say, we don't know if we got it all. That's the problem with the surgery and the radio. Like, that's such a BS story. But let's suppose we humor everyone and say that that's the real story. And one stem cell survives. Well, what do you think happens when... Chemo makes it grow 100 times faster. Then they radiated you. Then they gave you surgery, which damaged the immune system. And then there's all this anesthesiology, which is drugging you one thread from death. And then you come back and get CT scans every six months until you're a customer again. I, I mean, it, that's what the business model is built for. Everything, I, people hate this, but it's so true. And you can never escape this conclusion the moment you're unemotional and objective and analyze the situation. Every single thing done in a hospital without exception, is either a customer creation or a customer retention strategy. That's why the doctor's happy to give you a drug that says, here's 43 known side effects. Great. There's a chance that you might need 43 new drugs after you take this one because I'm going to give you a drug for this side effect and a drug for that side effect. And if I give you enough mammograms and you have cancer and what they're measuring on a blood test is not measuring health. Those are looking for disease markers, things that are already been paired to match up with drugs. Like there are better tests available outside of the hospital, but they're never going to see the light of the day in that world because right. the purpose is not to detect health. The purpose is to create customers. Right, exactly. And, and I know your message, my message, sometimes we're received and sometimes we're not, right? Sure. Um, and there's a story there and we'll get into that in a, in a little while. But um, so we know, we know what the message is. We know that, that, these things that they're doing, you know, when we go to the medical world is not, not good for us in getting to the root cause. So I know this is one of your passions because you, you dove into this because of the cancer, um, uh, disease that comes strict your uh, uncles and you felt hopeless that you didn't have the answer. They're like, okay, I know this is bad. Okay. We just described all the bad about it. We know this is bad. But what's the solution then? What do we do if, if this isn't the answer? What is? C give me, can you, can you talk about that of uh, where do we guide people to and what, what do we, and I know it's not 
like you said, the one answer, but can we kind of steer it towards some solution for people? Sure. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not here to, uh, to bring fear and negativity to people. I'm trying to give them clarity. I think that the only way you yes. serve people is with the honest truth. Uh, right. People don't like the truth. Uh, I mean, you know, I always say that the greatest allergy on the planet is personal responsibility. And so <laughs> it's the greatest oh, allergy it. on the planet. You know, everything else doesn't even come close. You know? <laughs> so, but you know, listen, what causes cancer? What living in an unnatural environment causes cancer? Animals in the wild don't get cancer unless their environment's been contaminated, okay. right? And so you live in a home right now. Modern day homes are like airtight boxes. And then we bring in all these building materials into this airtight box and all of them are off-gassing chemicals because no one's doing any research whatsoever, right? So your couch is off-gassing, your floorboards are off-gassing, the, 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 the glue that they use to make your cupboards is off-gassing, the, like the entire place is off-gassing and now there's no room for the gas to escape. Right, and then so contrary to popular belief, your your water that comes into your house, a lot of the toxic gases from that water come from the steam and vaporization. So, like when your dishwasher runs, when your laundry machine runs, all those chemical gases, when heated to a certain temperature, leave the water and they become airborne gases in the home. And so, if you don't filter water at the point of entry of the home, you are now constantly adding gases to the thing. So a lot of people have had the experience of, well, I was in the shower for a long time and I started getting really dizzy. And mm -hmm. they say, it must be because it was too hot. I said, no, it's not because it's too hot. That heat is vaporizing the same kinds of gases that they use in gas chambers. And <laughs> you're soaking in it and breathing it in because you didn't filter the water coming in. And so it's those gases. That's why a lot of people have been in a hot tub and they say, oh, I'm feeling wee woozy. It's the heat. No, that's why when you get up and move, remove yourself and get a little more fresh air and less toxic fumes hitting into your face, you feel better, you feel better pretty quickly because you're breathing cleaner air. It's the toxic gases that are coming off of there. Wow. And so, you know, like people say, you know, I remind people of the order of importance. Everyone likes to pretend that diet's the only important factor in health. And I say, well, um, how long can you go without breathing? I say, oh, not very long. <laughs> But you're comfortable being your own air filter? Does that really make sense? You're ignoring that? And then they say, well, what about how long can you go without water? Not very long. How long can you go without food? Oh, a long time. You know, the ratios of the relativity of how long you can go without food versus how long you can go without air and water is like crazy. Right. And then... Yeah, and then we go to bed and we, we spend one third of our lives sleeping on a bed that is bursting with flame retardant chemicals and all this off-gassing. And then all the coils in the mattress... You know, people will accept that bunny ears on a television station were signal amplifiers for them to get their television signal. But when I show them a box spring mattress, you know, with dozens and dozens and dozens of coils, and I say, you're sleeping on an electromagnetic antenna right now. And they say, no. Well, you'd accept bunny ears or an antenna, but you won't accept dozens and dozens of coils in your mattress. That's an that's electromagnetic antenna you're sleeping on. That's gassing off chemicals like crazy. And that's, you know, the beds are a dirty industry. They're all dirty industries, unfortunately. But Well, you got not only are the coils in the mattress, but then you've got you've got a TV in your room. You've got your cell phone that you place right next to you. And some teenagers even sleep with it in their bed, you know, with them. Oh, yeah. Hello, that's not good. Um, 
my brain, this is the way I think when you're talking about, <laughs> hey, you know, bunny ears are not good, but ha- let, let's have that coil on the bed. It's the same thing with, oh, we don't want heavy metals in our baby food. Um, oh, bad, bad, bad. And there's all kinds of social media going blaring about that because heavy metals were found in, I don't know what kind of baby food it was. I didn't pay attention. Sure. But it's like, but you will inject your newborn baby with heavy metals with the vaccines. <laughs> right. Oh, and it's the same with the people uh, who, who are vegans or, or belong to a religious denomination of some kind. And then they're injecting all these aborted fetal cells and all this other stuff. And and you you don't have an issue with that. Like <laughs> you're so worried about all these other things external. But then when the when the TV tells you to line up like a Manchurian candidate and get your shot, it's just yeah, a yeah. line of Manchurian candidates walking down the <laughs> thing. I had my dad. I, I, I got to share this story with you. I had my my father. He never listens to the podcast. So we're good. <laughs> he he cannot stand my stance on vaccinations. And um, we got into this argument, and he was telling me, you know, Amy, you're you're over 50 years old. You need to make sure that you're going in and getting the shingles vaccination. And it's like, Dad, um, I'm not going to get it. And he's like, Amy, you've had the chicken pox. You need to go in and get this vaccination. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, Dad, I, I can appreciate where you're coming from, but I'm just telling you right now, you can say it to me repeatedly over and over again. I'm still not going to go get it. And he's like, well, by golly, you know, I had the shingles here just two years ago and I've been vaccinated three times for it and I'm like Hello. oh I know it's so sad to see the disconnect it's so it's such a wide disconnect like you've been vaccinated and you're still having problems like how are they not connecting those dots how, how did you get it if you were vaccinated for it? oh well they told me it would have been much worse had I not <laughs> how convenient how convenient of a story right <laughs> Dad. you know it, it's like and and so my my opinion is we're not going to change the mindset of some of these people that that's where they're at, but it doesn't still stop me from putting the information out there that, you know, you don't have to go based on opinion, get out there and research and look at the data. You know, I did this video uh, a while back and it was a cute thing. And I said, you know, why do anti-vaxxers exist? And it's because they hate children. They want to see puppies and babies suffer. And, you know, no one obviously believes it's a bit of a sarcastic take on it. And I proceed to go on about the fact that just maybe, just maybe the millions of people who used to be pro-vaccine who are no longer just maybe decided to read the data for themselves. And that's all anyone's encouraging you to do. Just Arrive be informed. Arrive at the conclusion yourself, but the, here's the here's the spoiler alert. We already know what your conclusion is going to be if you just spend literally only 15 minutes on there. You right. couldn't spend 60 minutes on there and leave with a different conclusion. Right. You know, and, and people say, well, the vaccines eradicated. You know, how convenient. You've never used that word once in your life in any other context. It's not even a word in your vocabulary. And you're repeating line for line what Channel 6 News said, just like a Manchurian candidate. And you don't see a problem with that. And, you know, it's like denial's not just a river in Egypt, right? <laughs> um, 
Yeah. But when when people say it eradicated, it, but it, but it doesn't. You know, I, I I'd like to pull up a study if I can, if I can find it quickly or not. But um, you've got a diagram on. Uh, so so folks, um, Terry's on Facebook, and you can find him, and we will put that in the the show notes. But I know on Facebook you've got a diagram of that study, and and it shows the years, and it shows all of the different diseases, and the the diagram going down, like like for instance, polio was eradicated (laughs) before the vaccine ever came out. So um, anyways, I know it's on your Facebook page. Right. And here's this other study I wanted to, you know, I thought this was just really, really good. So the CDC's December 2000 study published by the American Association of Pediatrics in the vaccine industry's own publication called Pediatrics concludes that Thus, vaccination does not account for the impressive declines in mortality seen in the first half of the century. The team of CDC and the Johns Hopkins epidemiologists explain that more than 90% of the decline in infectious disease mortality among U.S. children occurred before 1940 when few antibiotics or vaccines were available. The CDC assigns credit for abolishing measles, dysentery, scarlet fever, typhoid, typhus, cholera, the plague, etc., from the civilized world to improve nutrition and advances in water and sewer treatment, hygiene, chlorination, and refrigeration. Their eradication has almost nothing to do with vaccines. This was done from the annual summary of vital statistics, trends in health of Americans during the 20th century. Like, it's from their own mouth. And here's another publication, just as a quick side. McKinley & McKinley concludes that vaccines can account for less than 1% of the decline in infectious disease mortality. And we know that that even that 1% were being generous. That's not true. It's not even 1%. Well, but it's all there in black and white. Look at the numbers. I My son just turned 35 yesterday. And I'm trying to think back at when he was vaccinated as a child. Um, I want to say maybe... A dozen. If I'm being generous sure. with that number, maybe a dozen vaccinations he received because I wasn't where I am today. And today, isn't the number like 72 vaccinations a child will get from the time mom becomes pregnant until they turn 18? I think it is 72, but that number is changing a lot and it changes from country to country and where you live. And, but, you know, they just pass another super vaccine, um, yeah. you know, which is and you can read it from the FDA's own data right on the FDA website that mm, really all rough, loose numbers. Only 10,000 kids are going to die next year from it, you know, only um, within the first 30 days and 100,000 of them will have serious adverse effects. You know, how do we turn a blind eye to that? Anyway, I didn't mean to make this all about vaccines. It's just, it's just a natural environment that people live in. You know, you asked about the cancer earlier and I was just saying like, think about how many things are unnatural in our world. The vaccinations are unnatural. The chemicals, the household, the, the beds, the air, the water, the diets unnatural, the helicopter spraying of all the produce, you know, like, are we going to clue in at any point in time? We say, I really don't know where, how I got this cancer. Or people say, I'm he's healthy as an ox other than this cancer and the heart attack he had. Like what? The disconnect. Right. Know, well, so and, wide. And if people can just, in my mind, here's, we're going to make it really simple for you. Is it natural or is it synthetic? 
you know, if it's something that was man-made and created and synthetic, your body doesn't know what in the world to do with it. You know, so get back to nature and you're going to be much healthier. Would that be a pretty... Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's lots of layers in between there, but it's like probably the best summary statement. You know, it's one of the best summary statements you can make about health. Like it's the return to nature is what you need. You don't have a deficiency in drugs. You have a deficiency in nature. (laughs) You have a deficiency in not living the way you were meant to, the way your species was supposed to, the way people eat is atrocious. The average grocery cart has less than 5% of the cart as produce and ketchup counts as a part of that 5% of the definition. That's so and, sugar. No, no. And no. most of the and most of the produce gets thrown out to boot. It dies on the counter. Good intentions. I bought these apples, but they went bad and uh, whatever. Oh, I'm I'm totally <laughs> guilty of that. Right. Yeah. Right. So and then we say, well, I don't know. I think cancer runs in the family. Maybe nobody runs in the family or maybe eating garbage runs in the family. Like, you know, it's just layer after layer after layer after layer. And so. We, you know, we can get into technical details about, about plant-based medicine and Chinese medicine, you know, and another passion of mine is there's so many layers in between there, but the glaring obvious thing with a microphone is this wildly unnatural lifestyle. So if you don't want to change everything, you know, do the big things, do the easy things, do the majority of things, you know, focus on doing mostly right things most of the time would be a good start. Yeah. You know, it's not about living perfect. I'm not interested in that either, but I'm not interested in ignoring and burying my head in the sand and then playing victim down the road and saying, oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and uh, you know, I tell people all the time, it it's all starts with a step. And, and seriously, we can't, when we open up this Pandora's box, it, it really can be overwhelming. It really... Um, like you said, it's the air that we're breathing. It's all the stuff that's inside our home. Well, the average person probably can't go changing everything about their home in order to create a healthy environment. Now, if you're sick, that's another story. And I, I you know, recommend, but are you going to wait until you get sick? But, you know, that's another, you know, thing, you know, to talk about too. But you start where you can. Water is huge. You know, um, I know you've got, you, didn't you create a water filtration system? Uh, no, I, I, what happened was when I lived in Canada, I did a lot, a lot, a lot of water research. I thought about creating a system at once and then I, okay. the stuff I was working on uh, was good, but then I came across this other company that was just light years better. And I was like, I can't, no, I don't think anyone can compete with that. I, I just want to get my hands on that. And so I was a user, an advocate, a fan. And then uh, when they had an exclusive uh, dealer arrangement with someone who lived in Canada, which is fine, nice guy, friend of mine. Um, but then when I moved to the U.S., the owner called me and said, hey, now you live in the U.S., uh, you know more about water than pretty much anybody. Like, why aren't you one of our dealers? And I said, wow, that's a great question. I, why not? I mean, I've already, I already talk about the subject. I've been talking about it for years. I'm always going to. Like, yeah. to, to me, it's just so simple. There's 90,000 chemicals in the water. The fish are being born with multiple genitals and three eyes. And, and you think that it's not going to affect you in any way is wild delusion. You know, right. the alligators and crocodiles have lost 98% of their testicles. And you think that it's not going to affect you, you know, there's a documentary in Canada called The Disappearing Male, which they actually block access to in the U.S. You have to go put a, a, it's called an IP scrambler to go watch it. But they did this film called The Disappearing Male, and it was all about how chemicals are totally screwing up the fertility, totally screwing up uh, the sexes and the hormones. And, you know, 
listen, what someone does in private, no issues with whatsoever. It doesn't affect me. That's like, you know, I'm not going to here to judge them. But the amount of people we're seeing in our society that where the men are very, very feminized, and I mean by feminine energy, not, not, not judging what they choose to do with their personal time. And we also have a lot of women on the opposite side of that thing. And I don't, that's, I mean, it's clearly not natural. Science has confirmed that's not natural and that it's happening. We're right. seeing why do women produce zero progesterone all of a sudden? Like, that's not normal. That's not natural. Something's yep. going on. Um, and so, you know, we just see these layers and I apologize if I'm, if I'm rambling, but it's, you know, I get excited, I get excited about these things because I just want people to wake up and at least do the simple things, you know? It, it, and that's the thing. I, I love our conversation today and, and it's been absolutely fabulous because this is, this is it. This is what this is all about is just to engage in a conversation and talk about what you're passionate about and, and letting people know, you know, we're not here to say you must do A, B, C, D. You know, we're here to say, you know, maybe you want to look at this. Maybe you want to be more informed and at least be able to make an educated decision on what is right for you. Because what is right for me might not be right for the next person. So we just want to give you the tools to be able to go out and make the next right choice. You know, one of my simplest messages with chemical-free living, living is this. It's you, diet is hard. You're gonna you gotta make endless choices constantly with diet, and and none of us like none of us want to live perfect. Um, you know, I just say do mostly right things in that department. But you can improve your health so wildly. Like if you're gonna if you don't want to smell funny, well, you can choose a deodorant that has a skull and crossbones on it, or one that doesn't. You can brush your teeth with something that says call the poison control center, or one that doesn't. You know, <laughs> and you can you can buy a bed that doesn't have warnings on it and mm -hmm. you're going to spend one third of your life. So if, yes, it's an investment, but it's going to last you 30 or 40 years and you're going to spend one third of your life in there. It's not like a bad, and I like, I like the set it and forget it things. I'm not going to stop brushing my to my teeth. So I just, I just have to make that choice once right. a woman has to change her makeup one time yeah. and that choice is made and she perpetually benefits. If you install a water filter, you perpetually benefit install an air filter because well, those are expensive. Really? But the iPhone 11 was $1,100 and your monthly cell phone bills will add up to another two. You spend $3,000 a year just on your cell phone plan. And most of you are playing video games on it and killing boredom with it. Like, but then you say, oh, I don't know about that $1,000 air filter. Choices. What? You just spent $3,000 on your cell phone. <laughs> and you... And you spent uh, five hundred dollars on that tattoo, which is poisoning you. And you spent and this and that and this and so. And so here's what I want those people to do, Terry. Is is uh, listeners? I want you to say this. If you're one of these people that are saying, "Oh, but this is too expensive. Uh, organic is too expensive. Well, the natural products are are too expensive." What I want you to say instead of saying, "This is too expensive," I want you to say, "I do not prioritize my health." Yeah, I'm just not working. That, that's the choice you're making when you say this is too expensive. You need to say it that way and feel how that feels to you and then make your choice. You know, Jim Rohn had this great quote, and I, I don't remember it word for word, but he said, but the irony about people is that they'll spend more time planning a vacation than they will spend planning their entire life. <laughs> uh, and listen, I love vacations just like anybody else. I'm all for it, but that but not at the expense of taking care of the important things in life. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we are coming. <laughs> Honestly, we could go on. And um, uh, I know I'd love to have you come on because I know there are some really hot topics uh, that you like to discuss. And I think we kind of pinned on a lot of them. But I want people to know how to get a hold of you. And you started talking about, and I feel like we did that with a lot because we our brains, I think, think a lot alike, and we're off over here. But um, you started talking about water filtration. So I want, I know that they can find that on your website. Can you give us what that website is? Um, yeah, if anyone wants to learn more, you can find me A on social media is where I post a lot of free information, a lot of free content, all that stuff. But my website is my first name, last name.com. The trick is spelling it correctly. And the last name is T I L L A R T. Perfect. Perfect. Um, go ahead. Sorry. No, and and I know. Are you back into coaching, or are you not really doing that anymore? No, no. I I still take on one on one health cases. Uh, you know, definitely do that. But I I do also do group coaching. So we have a Chinese medicine course that we uh, ran this fall, and we're going to run another one in the winter, for example. And that allows me to disseminate really important sure. information to large groups of people. And it's it is a better use of my time, and it benefits them ultimately more because they're more empowered after that to deal with their own stuff, take on their own family's health problems. It's it's the most complete system of medicine ever devised and yet no one's ever heard of it it's just really odd you know so this would be a great course for somebody to jump into that really wants to go more into that chemical free living lifestyle and really dig into root causes and what they can do to um, have better health for themselves then right uh, especially the root causes thing. Like we teach people okay. how to self-diagnose properly at home the way they did thousands of years ago. So you can say, oh, it's my liver that needs attention. Oh, my lungs are off. I, okay. I'm going to go get a remedy for that rather than a drug. All right, so. Awesome. All right, last question, because I want to, um, well, first of all, is there anything that we didn't bring out that you'd like to to follow up with that that top of mind awareness of what we've already talked about? No, I, I, the only thing I wanted to do was apologize for jumping around so much and bouncing <laughs> around. I feel bad, about, but I, I got excited. And uh, But anyway, we could do future calls and talk about anything I didn't talk about, or I'll try and rein myself in next time. I apologize. <laughs> hey, you're, when you, I, I call this adult ADD. <laughs> You've got two <laughs> of us and, and it's just something leads to another. I think that's, that's awesome. The last question I, I like to ask my guest is, you can answer this one of two ways, either A, what brings you to tears or what, you know, what is that that drives you that, that keeps you awake at night that gets you up and going in the morning? Yeah. You know, we, we have a small family and a lot of them have lots of fur, Um, (laughs) but you know, that they're the ones that matter. That's what I'm doing it all for is to give them a quality of life. You know, I look at my, our cat, for example, who's 17. I, I love that little guy so much. And I'm not, I refuse to have a household where he's going to get poisoned. Um, and so I need to make sure that he gets the best of everything, whether that be supplements, the best food I can pr- possibly provide to him, clean water, clean. And, you know, I, I just want to provide a good life for my family. And so that's really what it boils down to. You know, my wife uh, sometimes can get a little expensive and I got to make sure everything's good. <laughs> but uh, no, so, yeah, we're just, we're just here trying to live a good, healthy life and, and you have, have some fun along the way, but also take care of all the important stuff. 
That's awesome. And you can just, you know, feel the passion, feel the energy, feel the love, you know, for your animals, people, you know, that that this is important. It's important. And, and our numbers are going the wrong way. And I think people like you, like myself, um, need to be um, heard, need to have our voices out there, um, keeping it in the forefront. So I appreciate all the work that you do so very much. Thank you for coming on and sharing your vast array of knowledge with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I mean, it was a blast. And anytime, if I can serve your audience in the future, you let me know. And I'm happy to discuss anything you'd like to talk about. Absolutely. I'm going to hold your feet to that. Sounds perfect. Looking forward to it. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.